Good afternoon, motherfuckers. You are listening to Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy. Okay, that was way too much excitement for me today. But, um, just driving down the highway here today, delivering a used vehicle for a dealership. And got thinking about the 4x4 park from back at home. And, uh, just got some good memories back then. Uh, one of them will make everybody laugh. <laughs> Most definitely it will. But, uh, we spent a lot of time out there in our teen years and partying and 4 by 4 and doing a lot of fun, crazy shit. Well, this one friend had a little S10 or S15 it was. I think his name was Billy. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. This is going back to the late 90s. And uh, we went out there with Billy and his little S10 and one of the Justins I grew up with and he brought his mom's Chevy Lumina out there <clears throat> and the Chevy Lumina did alright as long as we stayed on the main trails but uh, those GT snow racers I've also heard them called three skis it's a toboggan with three skis two on the sides one that you steer with and a big old seat well we'd go out and we'd tow them behind the S10 or the Lumina and one time Justin was towing me oh and there was always drinks going on that was actually I believe it was the summer that Mike's Hard Lemonade came out up here in Canada anyway I don't know if you guys have it down in the States or if you had it before us or I don't know but uh, we were always drinking that that summer. That was my drink of choice that summer anyway. And we'd get gassed up. And we'd jump on the GTs behind the vehicles. Well, the stretch, that big gangly fuck, Billy was flying with him. And then all of a sudden, Billy got stuck in a little bit of mud. And it slowed him right down. And stretch was coming up fast behind it on the sand and once you got those things going about 15-20k on the sand you really couldn't get them to stop you had to wait quite a while before they'd power down and he slammed into the back of that fucking little S10 or S15 whatever it was come right up off top of the friggin GT and smashed his head on the tailgate I don't think he put a dent in it or anything but and another time, might have been the same day, I don't, I'm not even sure, but we did it so much that we actually wore the skis off, like the, the, the thick plastic skis, we wore them down to nothing. <coughs> so, I was getting towed behind the Chevy Lumina, and there was this area called the Bowl. Well, you come in and it was nice and smooth out there. And that was where uh, 
limb and it would go. And you go down off the smooth area, down a little bit of a hill, then up a hill. And Justin would launch that fucking thing. He'd catch a little bit of air with the Lumina. Not a lot, a couple inches. But the one time, I was screaming at him, fucking hit it hard, hit it hard. And when we went into there, I could see up over top of the friggin' car. I was that high up. Brought that fucking thing down. She landed kind of sideways on, on a funny angle and it started to roll. Well, and me being stupid me trying to show off, I didn't fucking let go. I probably did 15 rolls on that son of a bitch before I finally smartened up and let go. Well, that Justin, I think it was the next summer, he, uh, he got himself, it was, uh, it was either a little GMC Jimmy or a Chevy Blazer. I don't remember, but we were out there partying it up and had the chainsaw and him gassed right up. Off we go get some firewood I'm riding on the roof of this fucking Jimmy well the tunes are cranked in it he can't hear me up on the roof and I started to lose my balance and I fell off and a couple people saw it and they saw it, they said it was wicked they said you fell and you turned as your body was turning and you landed flat on your back you spun that bottle Mike's bottle of Mike's hard lemonade said you spun the bottle and didn't spill a fucking drop I was hurting you but whatever but we went and we got our firewood went back to the, the fire and somebody said something that they had found some up at the top of the hill so up me and Justin go grab this great big log we start running down and I slipped and the log actually poked him in the chest and I think it gave him a I think he still has a scar from it to this day but I don't know because I don't talk to him anymore because he's a piece of shit and I don't say that about many people I grew up with but he is a straight up piece of shit now but we had good times when we were young but uh, we were doing donuts in the church parking lot in that jimmy or whatever it was that he had we'll call it a jimmy and the back window in it shattered out so i thought that had to go along with this next story because this next one's going to make you laugh and may it might make some of you puke a little bit because it's kind of gross at the same time but uh he come and picked me up and a bunch of us up and off we went back out to the 4x4 area and we were partying just off the bowl we had a little fire down there and a bunch of us were there and I was drinking my vodka screwdrivers that night and I had this great big Flying J coffee mug and when I'm being great big like it probably held <laughs> close to two liters <laughs> and I think I got a little bit of uh, irritable bowel syndrome 
because sometimes my guts they just not good well we've been partying out there and visiting we had that jimmy loaded right now and uh so i gotta have this the, 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 the tummy rumbles are hitting me hard and i'm feeling pretty goddamn good i won't say i was drunk off my ass but pretty goddamn close so i go over to this little hill that's just beyond where everybody was and down come the pants let this shit buck and then all of a sudden my drunk ass loses his fucking balance and i end up rolling down the hill backwards well, and if you've got any gut issues like that, where when you're when it when it hits, you've got to go and you've got to go fucking now. You'll understand. Once that's going, you can't really choke that off. So I'm rolling down the hill, and I'm spraying shit, and it's everywhere. So I get back. It gets to the bottom. I'm pretty much covered in shit. So I, I get back over to the top of the hill and I start calling for Justin. He comes over and I knew he had to put a couple pairs of coveralls in the back of the Jimmy and stuff like that. Tell him what happened. He starts fucking laughing. And I can't say I blame him. I'd laugh if it was him too. So he brings me over some stuff. I change, take my clothes off, just leave my fucking clothes there. Clean myself off as much as I can. Throw on a pair of coveys. We go back. We party for a little bit. And I'm like, Jay, I got to get home. I got to go change. I'm not. I got to go change and shower. I don't feel good. I'm not feeling clean enough. Like that just it wasn't good enough. The rags, the Lysol wipes. It just wasn't good enough. And I'm like, I think I probably still stink a little bit. So I climbed into the back, back of the Jimmy, right by the busted out, by the busted out window. We go back to the house. We're heading back into town. And one of the girls that was in the back seat caught a whiff of the stink that was coming off me. And she's like, what in the fuck? Who's farted? And Jay goes, who do you think? Why do you think he's sitting in the back all of a sudden? We're taking him home because he's got gut issues. And as far as I know, he never told anybody what actually happened that night for years and years and years. So I can't really say that he was... Well, he was always a piece of shit for the last 18 years that we know of anyway. But, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun out at the, out there at that place. And I've even spent a lot of time out there with my kids. Taking old vehicles out there that we had and teaching them how to drive my oldest boy actually when I first took him out there to teach him how to drive I he he kept trying to drive with both feet it pissed me off so I grabbed a big bungee cable and I wrapped it around his left foot so that he couldn't hit the brake with it 
Uh, some of you might say that's wrong. I say I don't care. He's never tried to drive two-footed again. So, whatever is what it is. <clears throat> now, I'm going to interrupt with an advertisement for the Dusty Shed Wood Company. Get over there. Check them out. They make some really, really nice stuff. I don't think I need to beat it to death anymore over the things I've ordered, the things that I've seen on the website or on the Facebook page, the things I've been there having beers with them while he's building stuff. Just go over, check it out. Christmas is coming, guys. Get your orders in. I know Halloween's not here yet, but get over there, check it out. There will be something on there that is a great gift for somebody that's hard to shop for. Or they could build it for you. Alright. So now I think I'm going to tie back into a little bit of the Hillbilly and 45 Stories. Just a quick touch on this. <laughs> I don't want to let too many of these ones go because I'm really waiting for the hillbilly to come down for a visit because we are going to get some seriously good content. We spent probably, oh fuck, four, five years at least side by side wasted all the time so we got a lot of good good stories um I was well <laughs> I'll tell you one that makes me laugh so we were house sitting for a friend of Hillbilly's brother's dad so basically, a friend's dad we were house-sitting for. And we were drunk, and we had a couple of girls over there. 45 had one of the girls there, and I had one of the girls there. And Hillbilly didn't have one at that point. So we got joking around about who could make their girls scream louder. Well, 45 goes downstairs... I go into one of the bedrooms upstairs and Hillbilly sits down in the living room and he's going to be the judge to see who can get the girl going the loudest. Well, he says 45 had that girl louder, but he said he was pretty sure that she was faking it a little bit for the contest. But the girl that I was with was always loud. We all knew she was loud. And when I finished up... Oh, <laughs> the condom blew up that day. <laughs> Luckily, she didn't get knocked up and I didn't get any diseases. <clears throat> but I come out of the bedroom and the hillbilly is laying there on the floor. Beer in hand, 
just fired up a cigarette, laying on a pillow behind his head, great big smile, looks up at me and goes, was it as good for you as it was for me? Sick fuck. I don't know if he was beaten off to this day, but if I know my hillbilly, he was beaten off. Loving the sounds of those girls. But he said I won. So, uh, 45, uh, suck it. Same time we were partying at that house. Actually, same, yeah, same time. A couple days, maybe a day or so later. We got into, uh, me and 45 got into a big fight. And, uh, we were in a church parking lot. So, a hillbilly goes to step in between me and 45 to break us up. Well, I don't remember if it was me or 45, but one of us got pissed off at him and started trying to fight him instead of the other one. So then the other one stepped in to try and stop that. And it was an ongoing thing for quite a while. Me and 45 were pretty wasted. Hillbilly wasn't too bad. So one day we'll probably get a little bit of input on him on that one. And uh, that old 79 T-Bird. Like I said before, you'll hear about it again. We were rolling around and we went and picked up this girl. I I don't want to say her name or how we knew her. But the hillbilly said I wasn't allowed to sit in the back seat with her. Because he knew I was her type. But... 45 didn't want to sit in the back seat with her either. So they fired me into the back seat with her, and the hillbilly kept checking in their rearview mirror once in a while. Whatever. <coughs> we may have been getting a little handsy with each other and still passing beers up when the boys needed a beer. And I think hillbilly thought he was in the clear and nothing was going to happen in the back seat. Well, right about the time he thought he was in the clear and quit looking in the rearview mirror, things were getting a little uh, out of control in the backseat, if you know what I mean. He said the next thing he remembered was trying to get a beer and not getting a response. So he looked in the rearview mirror and he said all he saw... <laughs> <laughs> Hillbilly, I'm going to need you to fill me in on this one at a later date. <laughs> Whose ass was it that you saw bouncing up and down in the rearview mirror? Was she bouncing on me, or was I on top of her giving it to her? I don't remember. <coughs> but there's just a couple more just to try and make this a little bit of a longer episode just trying to do a little more content here again like my content is consistently inconsistent and that's to me what it's all about but I know you're all liking it because if you don't you don't have the balls to tell me so that must mean you like it because you're still listening (laughs) one more thing I want everybody to know these are all stories 
of my past. This isn't who I am anymore. Yeah, I can still get out of hand once in a while, but never to the extent that you're hearing about in these stories. Oh, let's throw one more quick one in here. I was out with my cousin. My cousin Aisha. We were drinking, and then we ended up over at this house where a lot of us did a lot of drugs. I used to get the phone call when the ecstasy orders would show up to go over and test it. Uh, There was a lot of meth smoked in that place. There was a lot of cocaine done there. I know of one gentleman that actually OD'd and didn't make it. God rest his soul, whatever. Um, Yeah. But we were there, and me and my cousin had been out drinking. And then we went there, and I think it was one of the nights where I tested some of the ecstasy. And I wanted to go out for a walk, so my cousin came out with me. And I remember, for some reason, dropping to my knees and yelling at him to hit me with everything he had. Well, he's a couple years younger than me, just a little fucker. And uh, he jumped up from what I remember and fucking calmed down on me with everything he had. Well, by the time we got back to the house, I forgot what had happened and my face was all swelled up and I could I was having a hard time talking and uh, I guess everybody asked what happened and they said some guys came out of nowhere and hit me with a fucking bat well we had the troops riled and we were out tearing the neighborhood up looking for this fucking guy that hit me meanwhile the whole time this asshole that hit me was walking with us because I told him to I don't know if everybody knows about that one or not. If not, I'm sure I'll get shit over that. Yeah, it was uh, it was a crazy, crazy house there. I remember <laughs> thinking about that house. Another night, I was out at the bar, and I got the phone call that <coughs> the ecstasy guy was in town. <coughs> And me and the ecstasy guy, we'd been friends for quite a while, but he pissed me off a few times over the years uh, because there was some stuff with my brother, some stuff with another chick. And uh, he showed up and they phoned, said they needed to get their tester over because he was wanting them to buy the whole lot and wanted a decent price for it so they wanted to find out how good it was well when I got there and realized who it was because the tester got for free it didn't come out of the fucking thing so I looked at him and I'm like I need four he says you can't have four bubs I said well then they're not buying he's like well four is going to fucking kill you I'm like no four won't kill me I'll be alright and they're like no four will be good for him so I take two and I swallow them and I take two and I crush them up and I snort them well 
it must have been some good stuff because I kind of blacked out and came to. And when I came to, I was sitting in a closet in one of the bedrooms in that house. And there was a bunch of people sitting in the bedroom. And they were all talking. And I was just sitting there holding my cup of rye and coke. And they were like, when, when I started talking, they were like, wow, he's finally out of it. It's like, what do you mean he's finally out of it? They're like, wow, you were fucked. I'm like, well, obviously, I don't remember anything. I'm blessed with that and cursed with that all at the same time. Because when I get to that point where it's blackout time, I go stupid. I got some major, major demons living inside me. And I fed them cocksuckers that way for a lot of years. But it is what it is. And when I black out, them demons come out to play. A lot of you have seen them, and they get out of hand. Or they're crybabies. But I think I've given you guys enough for this one here, and I don't know when the next one will be out. <clears throat> but remember, consistently inconsistent. That's me. And... Go, to, go on the Facebook page, Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy. It's just a group. It's not an actual page. Like it. Uh, share, comment on the, on the episodes. Like the episodes. Let's get me up on these al- algorithms here, people. <clears throat> and as always, you can send anything you want to... Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy at gmail.com. It's all one word. T-A-L-E-S-O-F-A-M-A I mean M-E-S-S-E-D U-P Yeah, I can't spell it for shit right now. It's, it's a long one. I'm going to have to shorten it up, I think, and just go with something else. But I'll let you guys know. But hit it up on YouTube. Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy. All of that stuff has been going over there. And I'm actually hoping that if I get enough of you over there subscribing, that maybe the odd time I'll do a live if I've got one of my friends with me. So get over onto YouTube, subscribe there, and yeah, don't walk a mile in my shoes, because that won't impress me. Live 30 seconds in my head, and you'll see why I am a messed up northern boy, and these are my tales. Peace. Bitches!